Welcome to the University of Wyoming Today. On this program, you'll hear about what's making the news and about the people and events at UW. You'll also learn about some of the leading research that's taking place at one of the region's top universities. And now, here's today's edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Hi, Jim Kearns with you. On today's show, we'll be taking a look at that new Disney dinosaur movie that will be opening later this month. And we're not only a hub, we're a super hub. Geology researchers have made an important discovery about the underground water-holding capacity of mountain watersheds. And Missy Snap will be stopping by our studios to tell us about a couple of scholarship programs that could help meet the demand for science and mathematics teachers. But first, we want to talk about chili peppers. We're not going to be testing new recipes for salsa or chili sauce. Researchers at the School of Pharmacy have found that capsaicin, the compound that makes chili peppers spicy, could be developed into a therapeutic strategy for treating obesity. Devonna Douglas directs the university's research product center, It helps inventors patent and license intellectual properties. She says these findings have created a new marketing opportunity to take advantage of the obesity drug market that's expected to increase to $2.6 billion within the next five years. There's been some evidence before that capsaicin can be used as a therapeutic agent, but the really important discovery that's happening here at the university is that we are researching the mechanism by which capsaicin can cause a change in white fat, which is responsible for major obesity, into brown fat, which is metabolically active. So we have been working on patenting this technology. So what we're working on here to patent and hopefully license um, in our technology is related to this important discovery and eventually hoping to develop a commercial partnership with a company that can make available a site-specific therapy to manage obesity and other related diseases. Wow, that's exciting. You can learn more about that and see a list of several other UW discoveries available for licensing, just click on the university's homepage and look for the Research Products Center under the A to Z directory. Hey, are you getting excited about that new Disney Pixar animated dinosaur movie that's set in Wyoming? The state's Office of Tourism is joining the Geological Museum to promote the good dinosaur. Museum manager Laura Vietti thinks it will inspire people to become interested in Wyoming. The good dinosaur is going to be an excellent stepping off point and even just an inspirational tool for folks to get more interested in geology and paleontology, but the fact that it's so Wyoming-focused, I think folks will recognize some similar land features, that it's also going to bring them to Wyoming and to to inspire them to learn more about our local geology and our local paleontology. The clips I have seen, they've done a beautiful job, and they've spent a lot of time researching and putting effort into making the backdrops for this movie or the scenery very realistic to what we see today. Um, the, The caveat, though, is that when dinosaurs were actually alive, the, the scenery would not have looked like what the movie shows and what the, the landscape is today. And you know kids are going to love it. 
The museum is hosting some educational events this month to promote that movie. The Good Dinosaur will be opening in theaters November 25th. You're listening to the University of Wyoming Today. I'm Jim Kearns. The university is offering a couple of opportunities to help science, technology, engineering, and mathematics majors to become elementary or secondary school teachers. Here's Missy Samp with more about that. Undergraduate STEM majors, graduates of STEM fields, military veterans with relevant backgrounds, minorities, and non-traditional students are encouraged to apply for the National Science Foundation NOICE scholarships. UW Secondary Education Assistant Professor Andrea Burroughs says the programs aim to increase the number of qualified science and mathematics certified teachers. One of the reasons that um, there's a national NSF push with NOICE is to try to get um, rich content backgrounds and people that are interested in teaching and give them pathways into the classroom. It's um, in a way kind of an alternative certification uh, in the sense that they don't have to follow the traditional undergraduate education coursework, that they could do STEM coursework and then do the teaching certification. Application deadlines are nearing for the next round of scholarships. Information about the scholarships and application materials can be found by going to the UW homepage and clicking on Science and Mathematics Teaching Center on the A to Z directory. I'm Missy Samp, reporting for the University of Wyoming Today. Researchers in our Department of Geology have discovered that the underground water holding capacity of mountain watersheds may be controlled by stresses in the Earth's crust. Geology professor Steve Holbrook says these findings have important implications for understanding runoff in streams, aquifer recharge, and the long-term evolution of landscapes. How much water can mountain watersheds hold in the subsurface, and where might that water reside? So we're looking at mountain aquifers, and that's important to understand just in terms of figuring out where water goes when it falls in mountain watersheds as either rain or snow. What happens to it? How much of it gets used up by trees? How much of it runs off in the streams? Uh, and how much of it might be feeding um, mountain aquifers? This work gives us a whole new set of tools and a new set of ideas for trying to understand what happens to water um, in mountain watersheds. Where does it go? Um, how does it move around? And where might it um, be held in the subsurface for um, ecological use? Doctoral student James St. Clair was the leading author on that paper. It was published last week in Science, one of the world's leading scientific journals. University of Wyoming has been designated as one of four ECHO Super Hubs that'll be building capacity in education and healthcare access in the United States and around the world. Project ECHO is a medical education and delivery model that works to increase access to healthcare and other services in rural areas. Sandra Root Elledge is interim director of the Wyoming Institute for Disabilities, or WIND. For Wyoming, it means that professionals 
will have access to information and resources that they don't otherwise have. For other universities and agencies, it means that we will be training them to replicate our model and bring new services to their locations or their area of specialty, especially in education and related to disabilities. The Wyoming Institute for Disabilities was the first agency in the nation to translate the model from healthcare to use in education for building capacity. In our case, we were building capacity in assistive technology. So there you have it. We are a super hub. And the Wyoming hub is working with the College of Education, the Wyoming Department of Education's Division of Individual Learning, and with the Wyoming Department of Health. Before we leave today, let's all tip our hats to Counselor Education Professor Mary Alice Bruce. She received the inaugural Legacy Award from the Association for Counselor Education and Supervision. The award highlights her lifelong commitment to her students and her profession. So let's join all of Mary Alice's former students in congratulating her for this well-deserved honor. And we'll recognize Evan Johnson, an assistant professor in the College of Health Sciences Division of Kinesiology and Health. He received the 2015 Hydration for Health Initiative Young Researcher of the Year Award. It honors a young investigator whose research has made a significant impact in the field of hydration as it relates to health. I'm Jim Kearns, and that's it for my time. Thanks for yours. That's it for this time. Join us again for the next edition of the University of Wyoming Today. 